0: We begin with the letter A. A is for.
1: M is for. Murder. E is for. Danger. And, uh, Sarge with. Monster. Hell for love, me and B for. B- 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 please. Hell. Yeah. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Is For Podcast. My name is Sarge, and joining me tonight is my friend Danger, who has got a haircut and a beard trim, and he looks rather dapper.
0: Thank you, thank you. I was really tired of the long hair not being long enough to really actually tie back and uh, falling down my face while I'm trying to do projects and work and stuff, and it was just getting on my nerves. And I, you know, it's summer, cut it short. It's not quite summer yet. We're still in April. Spring, late spring? I don't know. It was sure.
1: 85 yesterday. Oh, nice. All right. Well, tonight on the Isver Podcast, we are at pretty much the halfway point in this season, kind of, maybe a little bit over halfway. We're we're going to talk today about Nikola Tesla. That's right. Great
0: mm-hmm. guy. Amazing guy. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I've got a lot of opinions of Nikola Tesla. A lot of them are based off of... Uh, things I've heard, things I've read, documentaries, and stuff I watch. I think Nikola Tesla uh, only recently got recognition that he probably deserved or actually deserved. Uh, he did, I mean, he, as far as I know, he didn't get the recognition that he deserved during his time. <laughs> and then, you know, up until not till I don't know when people started taking note of what Tesla did, but uh, you know, he is not the car. <laughs> He is not the car. No, he is not the car. So this
1: Nikola Tesla was born, and, and there's two different dates for this. So let me preface this with there is two different dates. Okay, so you have a what, what's, what's called a original date, which predates daylight savings time, I believe, if I remember that correctly. But how would daylight savings time change the date? Because it changes the calendar year back in the day. Like, (laughs) like back in the day, they still didn't have this whole calendar crap figured out. I mean, hence why February is like the super weird month. Yeah. So he was born. We're just going to say in 1856 and he died January 7th, January 7th,
0: 1943.
1: Okay. So he had a good run at life. I think it was yeah. that that would make about his, his his 80s roughly.
0: Yeah, and um, given the given that time period, that was a rather long lifespan because they didn't live a super long time at that time. Especially with the work that he did. <laughs> no.
1: So he was a Serbian American. Now I'm not going to go through his backstory of where he was born in Serbia and then came over, came over to United States because you know that's just that's just the minutiae stuff that that if you really got into, in, into Tesla, you can you you can look that up on your own. He is credited as being an inventor, an electrical engineer, a mechanical engineer, and a futurist, best known for his contributions to the design of the modern the modern alternating current
0: electricity system that we still use today. I've got a question for you about that word futurist. What does it take to be considered a futurist? Do you – yeah, I, I don't know. Like, is it a job? Do you get paid for it? Does somebody get paid for it? I or just do think you, it's a title a way people, of people – I think it's just a title that people give
1: to somebody who's forward-thinking. And he did have some forward-thinking ideas. Yep. So just a quick run about him. Tesla studied engineering and physics in the 1870s without ever receiving a degree. Oh. So fake it till you make it, ladies and gentlemen. He gained practical experience in his work in the 1880s working in, and I didn't know this could be a
0: verb, but telephony. Yeah, I knew telephony was a word, but I didn't realize it could be a verb. I thought it was just a noun, more of? I don't know. I I thought it was just kind of an old form of the word telephone and the act of working in it, I guess. I don't know. I've never really gotten a full breakdown on telephony. So he worked in telephony
1: at the Continental Edison Working also in the new electrical power industry from Continental Edison, in 1884 he immigrated to the United States, where he became a citizen. He went through Ellis Island and all that fun stuff.
0: So, does it say anything about how his name was changed at Ellis Island? Because many people's names were changed. I think he. I think he kept his name. Okay, I mean it's a simple, it's a very short name. So, <laughs> so
1: I didn't realize this at the time, and and it actually took a while for me to find out like how much validity is behind cuz this man has got a little bit of mystery behind him as we'll get into. Yeah. Uh didn't know this but the old school power companies mm-hmm. ran on DC current. Yes. And when Tesla immigrated in 1884, he brought with him the idea of an alternating current, which he's credited for creating.
0: Yes, and I think it's interesting that, you know, it. Okay, so direct current was the way that things ran, and so there was this like this huge industry that was created with a very, uh, I don't know, dangerous way of <laughs> of getting this thing to people. Which I know the mass people weren't, you know, didn't have electricity, but it, you know, now it's very commonplace. And this Serbian guy shows up with this idea that changed a lot. <laughs> he was actually fired
1: from Edison Electric for the having the idea of AC power. He did, however,
0: file a patent for it in the patent courts, and he okay. was actually sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, you are fine. So the whole thing about him being fired from it, like I, I've seen that a, a couple times in different documentaries, and. I saw that he was, uh, I've seen that he was fired for having that idea. And the only thing I could really put it to is like, he basically was at work. He went and got a job in this industry, in this field that he had ideas for. And then he's at work. He's like, Hey guys, you know what? I think we can make this better. And so he was fired for trying to make things better. I mean, really he was fired for speaking up and, Trying to, you know, I don't want to say shake it up, but, you know, just think it like, think it outside the box, which now, I mean, there's entire companies. That's all they do is go, Hey, here, you know, we'll take your business and we'll think outside the box box and expand it, expand it. And that's all he was doing. He got fired for speaking up. Yes. He did strike out and form his own company,
1: uh, called, uh, let's see, where does it, I had it written down, I can't find it, but that's fine, uh, his alternating current induction motor, which he created on his own and patent, was actually bought by Westinghouse Electric in 1888, so four years after he became a U.S. citizen, his his AC induction motor, which is the common grounds for how electricity is made, Yep. Was, was purchased in 1888. So your AC power in your house has been around for a very, very long time.
0: Now, is, in, if you don't know this, that's fine. Is that the same Westinghouse that makes the TVs now? And it, before it was
1: into TVs, it made generators. Before it made generators, it was in telephones. And then it was in uh, standard. Uh, Westinghouse was your standard uh, light fixtures, uh, light bulbs, stuff like that.
0: So before generators, they felt a little. They felt a little telephony.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: That's what we call a callback. Uh, (laughs) My head. Yeah.
1: So he's been credited with working on oscillators and generators, electrical discharge tubes, early X-ray imaging and machinery, which probably Mm -hmm. explains a lot about him. I didn't know that, but yeah, he yeah, I will agree with that statement. And. There's a story that a news reporter did back in the late 1800s, where they they were brought over to Tesla's house, and he was entertaining a bunch of people in a pond in his backyard because he made the very first. And I and I, I had to make sure this was true. He made the
0: very first wireless RC boat. I knew that he had something to do with RC. You know, in in uh, developing RC vehicles or RC transmission, I didn't know it was a boat. But yeah. do we know what kind of boat it was? Was it like a speedboat, or was it like a uh, like uh, one of those like paddle gambling boats? Or well, I, I have no idea at the time. Okay? Yeah, I, I just I wonder what the first RC boat was. Now, thank you. So after the Tesla bubble popped,
1: uh, he experienced he experimented with a bunch of other things. Uh, eventually, uh, he couldn't provide, he couldn't get backers for his experiments. And he kind of fit into obscurity living, uh, in various hotels. So they kicked him out for not paying his bills. And then he just disappeared for a while.
0: Yep. I, uh, it seems to be that these people are not these people, but a common trait within people that, that had these ideas and are really thinking outside the box it seems to be the the uh, lifestyle of the nomad is one that kind of fits with them which I think is extremely interesting because when you have somebody like Tesla and um, oh uh, the writer, I can't remember his name now, uh, wrote the Great Gatsby, I can't remember his name why, why is that not coming to mind anyway, he uh, he kind of did the same thing he lived in hotels and then uh, disappeared for a while and then showed up. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Okay. Yeah. That's his name. And, uh, you know, so it seems to be kind of a thing which I think is interesting that they can actually operate and create such greatness within that lifestyle because they are nomads and they're not organized by any means in any way whatsoever. They're mads. Yeah. <laughs> the only organization they have is in their head and they were rich the homos. On the wall. Yeah. They were rich or, homos. Yeah. So
1: after he died in January of 1943, all of his work fell into obscurity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He had a lot of outstanding things out there. Right. Carried anymore. No. In 19... I want to say it was 1960. Uh, let's see. Yep, 1960, the General Conference on Weight and Measures named the SI unit of the magnetic influx de- density the Tesla in order of his... Uh, in, in order to honor him in his earlier creations. And since uh, the 1990s, Google searches, not Google searches, but Google searches now in the 2000s, but in the 1990s, uh, he became extremely
0: popular again. And we'll get into why he became extremely popular in a little bit. Okay, see, I'm really curious about that because, I, as I was saying in the beginning, I know that in recent times he had gained more notoriety, but how much and when, I, I'm not entirely sure. And why, I definitely don't know. But you know, I, I feel like it maybe had something to do with um, magic shows. <laughs> <laughs> I, David Copperfield?
1: David Copperfield? No. Chris so Angel?
0: No. His Angel. best known
1: invention is the alternating current, right? That is what he is most famously credited for. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, like I said, when he came to the United States, he worked for Thomas Edison in Manhattan and was promised fifty thousand dollars if he could make the Edison direct current method successful. Um, It was not effective as Tesla's own alternating current method in transmitting electricity over long distances. Yep. When Edison reneged on his offer to pay Tesla to solve the DC power design flaws, Tesla quit and moved to his next endeavor. There you go. Edison, you stingy bastard.
0: Oh, Edison... uh, This guy sucked. Edison got... The memory and the history and is the household name. Tesla only became a household name after Elon Musk bought the car. Yes. And that go- is a shame because Edison was uh, a bag of douche. He wasn't a douche bag. He was a bag of the douche.
1: There you go. Yeah. When I mention Tesla, a lot of people immediately think of not the car, but the other thing that he made. Do you know what it is? No, I was gonna go with the 80s band. No, the coil, um, Tesla coil. Yeah,
0: yeah, Tesla coil.
1: So how Tesla coil works is it's a bunch of copper that's wrapped around a metal pole mm-hmm. and it has a metal dome. And when you run electricity through it, the copper coils runs electricity up into the dome. And in theory, you should be able to touch it and it makes your hair stand up. Yes. Now the the earlier versions of of the Tesla coil was so big that when you touched it with a metal pole, it would actually shoot lightning everywhere. Now back in the 1990s, when I was I, I was a younger kid in the 1990s, so 1990s, late 90s, early 2000s, you could go to like Spencers in the mall, and they had these little uh, glass. Uh, these little balls with electricity in it and you could put your hand on the glass that covered it and the yeah, electricity good. would follow your finger around.
0: Yeah. And you could like, um, you could put in several different points on it and, yep. um, like it was kind of a hit or miss thing on whether I was going to hit all of those or if it was going to do the first one down. But I remember my high school had one of those and it seemed like every science center in the nineties had one, you know, um, every museum had one and it was like a con- a contest for museums to see who could have the biggest one <laughs> so the reason why the
1: reason why he invented the the tesla coil was so he could also show off his invention called the magnifying transmitter the magnifying transmitter was a device that could transmit power wirelessly to various items within a set amount of, of distance he created one so big that when he demonstrated it, he used uh, uh, light bulbs that were not connected to any power sources. He like handed people light bulbs and turned on this magnifier and all of all electrical circuits and lights within one kilometer of the test site turned on by themselves.
0: Was the one kilometer planned or? Was I it think just... that was a happy accident. Okay. They really didn't go into too much detail on it. Yeah. I, I could imagine the surprise when it was like, hey, your light bulb's light lit up in your hand. And by the way, so is our neighbors four blocks down.
1: <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is nobody realized this. I know I didn't realize this because this is just one of those obscure facts that you found. He's been using that method since the early 1900s because he ran his entire laboratory wirelessly for power.
0: Yes, I do know that he was using a lot of his own technology and his own inventions within his own laboratory and so one of the documentaries i I watched uh, it was said that when you walked into his laboratory it was like a holy shit what is this place and then you know nobody would take his ideas seriously because edison ruled the electricity world edison's dick edison's Uh, dick anyway He made
1: the Tesla turbine, which is essentially – it was made to uh, change the way automotives ran is what it was essentially used for. Uh, the most I could find on it is instead of instead of the normal – I don't want to say steam-powered because there was a real steam-powered automobiles, but it, it replaced a portion of the automobile with a uh, – piston with discs on it instead of a standard combustion size piston and it moved hydraulic fluid around and the hydraulic fluid would spin the wheels kind of like a river boat on land right essentially, what it would be like
0: i feel like what uh, that machine that that concept he came up with was a place that we should have put more time energy into uh, you know expanding on it learning how this could actually benefit what we do because i feel like there could have been something to its development and really could have changed where we are now with the motor basically yeah and it's a shame that it didn't happen
1: imagine you went to the hospital and had to get a shadow graph he created a shadow graph yes
0: i know that (laughs) the shadow graph is another name
1: for x-rays
0: yeah. I uh, uh, I knew he had something to do with it but I I knew he I knew he had a hand in the invention but I didn't know he invented it himself. Well, he didn't. The initial invention was
1: developed by a gentleman by the name of Rautengiggen. Giggen. Pretty cool. But Tesla made it better by making the images clearer by and, and back in the day, mind you, radioactive isotopes were handled strictly and Yes, And there was no lead shielding protects you from this. So imagine all the people he had to test this on to get the clear images.
0: And so what was the guy's name? The other guy? Uh, Ron Tegan, Ron Tegan, Ron Tegan. And you got Rodigan and Tesla. Not an X in their name. No. And they made the X-ray. Such a shame. Such <laughs> a shame. Uh,
1: before his laboratory burnt down, he was working on developing a new radio Cool. Old school radios could only travel X amount of distance. That's why radio towers used to be all over the landscape. That's why your grandparents had a big tower on their house at some Mm -hmm. point in time to get radio signals. So instead of having all these towers, he wanted to create a new radio that would transmit 50 miles at a time. Uh, He was a little late uh, getting this patent in, and somebody else did it before him, but he did eventually surpass that person's patent and patent his own afterwards with the modifications. I don't know how patent law works. That's not my cup of tea, but.
0: I'm I'm not sure either. I I don't know a lot about patent law, but I know patent law and like copyright law are very similar.
1: eh, Copyright law gives you a little bit more leeway with creative freedom, but uh, patent law doesn't. That's that I'm aware of at least.
0: Yeah. So I know they kind of go hand in hand with, they each have a limit on what they the things can be used for and and still fall within the the rights of it but then also how long they last i i'm not a lawyer i don't know these things if i was a lawyer i wouldn't be here yeah let's be honest so another thing he did is he took someone
1: else's invention and made it slightly better and that was the neon lamp
0: yes yeah he uh he learned how to like change the shape of it right
1: Yeah, he learned how to actually make the the gas. Well, a lot of people don't know neon lights are gas. Yes. Um, He learned how to make the gas last longer by swapping out different types of gases at different uh, uh, densities to make the different lights do different things. And it's still used today, so kudos to him.
0: Yeah, we wouldn't have the uh, the, uh, beer sign in bars if it were not for Nikola Tesla. You know... uh, learning how to use fluorescent lights or learning how to, learning how to develop and, and create. Better. Yeah. yeah. We would miss out on all those uh, Budweiser fl- uh, beer signs. Yeah. So Tesla was commissioned by
1: Niagara Falls community. Uh, the Niagara Falls commission, sorry, actually, asked him to build the first hydroelectric dam. And he did. He created hydroelectric power at Niagara Falls to bring power to the masses.
0: Okay. So I Kudos had a question about that because I'd heard that at some point before. And I don't know if you've found it in your research. So did they ask him to create something to get power from water or did they come up with the concept and then take it to him and have him develop it or what, as far you know,
1: as everything I found, he developed
0: it. Okay. So they came to him and they're like, Hey, can you get power from this massive amount of flowing water? <laughs> I guess I wasn't there. I mean, that's awesome because I, I really wish we used more hydroelectric power. I mean, there's a dam right down the road from where I live. And I, I don't think the power station there is running in 40 years. Um, it's, I mean, there's a building next to it and I'm told it's a power station but I, I last time I checked power stations don't look decrepit and <laughs> I mean the building looks like it hasn't been updated in forever uh, he made the induction motor
1: which is used in everyday items like vacuum cleaners hair dryers and power
0: tools yay thanks to Walt now what's the train connection in a brushless because i've I, you know in buying mm-hmm. power tools help me understand brushless motors i don't know i or is that relevant to tesla at all no
1: okay. not, not the least that's yeah. that's probably its own episode if we wanted to get into science but right. i mean as mm-hmm. as i know brushless motors just last a longer
0: that's okay the i mean thing i know I, I i tend to find brushless motors are Higher rated than other motors, so I've just I've kind of gravitated towards looking at brushless motors uh, for drills and various other working accoutrement,
1: accoutrement,
0: accoutrement. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right, so we're gonna get into some of the controversy behind old old, old Tesla or old Nikki Tess.
0: Oh, bring it on!
1: So apparently, he created a death ray.
0: The death ray. That's right. Called it
1: teleforce.
0: It wasn't quite telephony.
1: No, but it's the teleforce. The tel- so with with the teleforce, it looked like from the pictures that I have seen, and, and he never filed a patent for this, by the way. It lo- but by, by the drawings that they received after his death from his last living relative, and it looks like a giant spotlight. He claims he boasts that his new weapon would harness the beam of metal ions hurtling them at a target at 270,000 miles per hour.
0: So he was, he created a thing to use projectiles because it was going to hurl or hurdle metal at people. Yes. Okay. So the death ray, I I feel like it would be stupid to create something and call it a death ray. (laughs) And I mean he definitely couldn't file a patent on a death rape. No. But I I feel like he probably was uh pissed off at Edison or somebody. I was like, screw that guy, I'm gonna make something to kill everybody. <laughs> well, it was it's by his own design, this thing was massive. Oh, like, I'm
1: sure huge. I'm and sure. he's he bragged that it would be all penetrating. The beam would pack a 100 billion watts of electricity. And just one one 100th millionth of a square
0: centimeter. Now, when you say it's massive, how massive are we talking?
1: By the looks of the sketches and the way people have mocked it up based on sketches, um, this is
0: something that would have to be ground-based and stationary. Okay, so we're talking like the size of one of the first computers that took up the entire... No, like the
1: size of a double-wide trailer.
0: Okay, so I have in my head... The And to call back to an earlier episode, uh, the uh giant laser at the end of Mars attacks that they wheeled up to Grandma's head, that's what I have in my head, but bigger. Yes. Okay, cool. Muy, muy grande. Muy
1: grande. Not only did he create the Teleforce Death Ray, <laughs> he also <laughs> created a earthquake machine. Now, this is the one where a lot of people have they they know about this one. A lot of people know about this one. MythBusters did an episode on it, and they busted it. But a lot of people out there still think you're you're able to do this because we're dealing with a concept called resonant frequency. What resonant yep. frequency is is it's an object into it's it's a point in which a object vibrates itself to pieces. And every object has that yes. frequency. Yeah, even even people apparently. Yes. So as the story goes, <laughs> as the story goes, published February 1912, I have the article. It was written and published. I'll take the cliff notes from it. Uh, this thing was small enough that it fit in Tesla's pocket. He wanted to test it out because in um, in 189 in 1888 supposedly allegedly 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 he turned this thing on in his office and (laughs) he didn't notice anything happening so he just let it run and let it run but the building started to shake and the neighbors called the police and ambulances because they thought an earthquake was happening on like the first two floors of the building
0: okay so is it an earthquake machine or did he just make his building Did he find the resonant frequency of his building? It's called an earthquake. I'll get to the reason why it's called an earthquake machine. Okay. All right. So as the story goes, in order not
1: to anger his neighbors and the place into which he put the little vibrating thing in his coat pocket and went out to hunt down a half-erected steel building down the Wall Street District. When he found one, 10 stories of steel framework without brick or stone laid around it, he clamped the vibrator to one of the beams. And fussed with the adjustment until he got to his res- re- uh, resonant frequency. According to the article, Tesla said structure finally began to creak and weave as the steel workers came to a uh, came to the ground, panic-stricken, believing that there had been an earthquake. Police were called out, and Tesla quietly put the vibrating machine back in his pocket and walked away. What year was this? Uh, where is it at? 1898.
0: Okay. Okay. Yes. I got to find this mythbusters episode. Yep. I know that every object has its own frequency. I I know that I've known that f- you know since I was a child. And uh and I first learned why a glass breaks when a woman when a person sings to a certain certain Fish. point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I actually knew a guy that could he couldn't actually hit his highest register because the windows would start to rattle like they were about to break Um, where it, you're never singing in my house. But anyway, okay. A little confusion. Help me out because you said this thing was massive. No. And then you said, I thought you did. No, the last one, the teleforce, yeah. the death. Was was massive. One, the, yeah. Teleforce, this which thing- by the way, teleforce is actually such a badass name. Like, I feel like it should be the name of like a horrible amazingly horrible like B movie where they go through the like in like a troop goes into the desert to rescue somebody like teleforce anyway or just like a a power rock band like 80s band anyway okay the little like does it say how big it is or like or just in his coat pocket okay so if you could create something that small and you you probably know the answer to this. Have they ever created something similar to it that they you know troops use when they are in wartime and they are just attach to a, a building or something? Okay, yeah. It seems like something that they could do.
1: So a lot of people don't realize, and this is this is totally off the topic of of a test here. Okay. When you're in a theater of engagement, an operation, when you are trying to remove an enemy obstacle out of your way you try to do so in a manner that provides you with the least amount of cleaning. so at no point would we ever as a as a ground-pounding soldier and not anywhere within the hierarchy of the chain of command to do anything to level buildings with the exception of rare occasions of calling it artillery or, or airstrikes or things like that um we try not to destroy the enemy infrastructure that much because at the end of the day, the civilians around them, they're not the ones we're fighting. So why would I take away somebody's home? Now, if it's necessary
0: to save me and mine, probably yes. Okay, that's that's fair. But I feel like a device like that would be really helpful in like the demolition industry.
1: Mm,
0: no, because here's the problem with it. This little portable device that he fit
1: in his pocket and according to the pictures from the patent, was steam-powered. Okay. So now the validity of this story written and published is what we would call nowadays as fake news, I would imagine.
0: Yeah, uh, I feel like this would be something that would be front page in the uh, National Esquire. Yes. So
1: uh, his theory behind this, which baffles my mind, his theory behind this was you would be able to take this device and use it for a peaceful application, like to transport energy inside the Earth. Uh, one device could transform energy into vibrations and send it into the Earth. Another device would be able to pick up the vibrations and transform the waves back into electricity to be used locally.
0: I feel like that's a hope. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't feel like a device such as this, that if he's claiming it's small enough to in his pocket and he tested it out on a building, like he headed for wall street, which if this was, you know, in the, I don't know if I would say this was in 1920. I'd be like, he is the cause of the great depression, but you know, heading towards wall street, with (laughs) a device for destruction. But I don't see him creating a device and using it on a building, which I feel like this article is now all bunk, but I don't feel like him creating a device and testing it on a building was ever meant for anything other than just destruction, not like energy production.
1: The reason why it's called the earthquake machine is because theoretically, okay, theoretically it is possible for you to get one of these devices big enough and put it in a specific geological location. And this is, by, this is just going off the article that if you turned it up and found the resonant frequency of that area that you could generate minor earthquakes.
0: I'm sure. I mean, it would make sense because I have to assume that the ground has a frequencies in addition to everything else.
1: It is Earth, right? Right. So those are his two widely discussed weapons of death. Okay. Now, we're going to get into a... I wish I wish old monster was here so we could put on his tinfoil hat. Uh, we're gonna get
0: into his. All right, death. all right, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna take on the like I'm gonna bring in the spirit of monster. <clears throat> <clears throat> throat> I love Three Eleven. Ah, your shirt's
1: still on, so it's not working.
0: All right, um, horror movie. No,
1: no. Anyways, moving on. Just... So many <laughs> when Tesla died, they didn't know Tesla was dead for a while. The reason why they didn't know Tesla was dead for a while, because the last hotel he stayed, at, he put a sign on the door that said, uh, no entry.
0: Yeah. Basically. Um, yeah. Do not disturb service tomorrow, something like that, whatever. Yeah.
1: So all the workers were afraid to go into Tesla's room. Eventually after months of him, not paying, they decided to force entry into the room. When they entered the room, they found old Nicholas, Nikolai Tesla, Nicholas Tesla, sitting in his chair, looking out a window, dead, completely naked and nothing but his underwear.
0: I'm sorry, nothing but his socks. Ah, oh, I was about to say, completely naked, nothing but his underwear. Then he wasn't naked. It was, it was, it was totally his socks. Uh, I mean, I don't know about you, but that's Thursday night for me. <laughs> sitting around naked in my socks. The other thing is he had a safe
1: and they couldn't open the safe because legal law back then precluded the police from opening the safe. So what they had to do, hold on, hold on.
0: All right. All right. Go on. Is, is is they had
1: to get his next of kin to come in and open the safe. Because apparently before his death, he sent a letter to his last living relative with combination to the safe. So upon going through, (laughs) upon going through the safe, They found many drawings for different sorts of weapons of destruction. This was so bad. Of course, mind you, this is in the 1940s. Okay. This was so bad that department of, I think it was called department of investigating aliens or something. Not, not, not alien space, but like aliens, immigrants. It was a federal government office. Like, Took all the paperwork and went through it to figure out if any of this was plausible and trying to decide if Tesla and his family were a bunch of spies. Upon mm-hmm. going through all that paperwork, they found plans for another handheld device that could supposedly break a human body down into its molecular structure. Okay. Ips was located at another building that he used to have in a in a hidden safe behind the wall. He gave instructions on how to find it. So they brought in a safe cracker, cracked open the safe, and inside was a – they said it was a, uh, a box wrapped in brown paper with string and a note in front of the box that says if you open this the wrong way, you will kill everybody in X amount of distance from the box. So they had on their hands a legitimate, real-life Schrodinger's cat scenario. If you're not familiar with Schrodinger's cat, Schrodinger's cat is the con- is, is the theory that if you put a cat in a box with a vial of poison and then you close the box up, how would you know if the cat was alive or dead? So essentially, the cat is both in a state of death, and life until someone decides to open the box. But if you open the box, you will release the poison into the room and kill everybody in the room. So you do.
0: So it's then it's then your fault. If you kill everybody in the room or you kill the cat, yes. like it's, it's then your fault. What happens from there? All right. Um, so can I, can I be monster for a minute? <laughs> I mean, you can try um, to be monster. if I'm you gonna, want. No, all right. I'm going to be danger with a flavor monster. Cause, uh um, yeah. Okay. All right. So first up, I need to go back to my uh, hotel world uh, training. So um, safe in the room. Yeah. All right. So they were abiding by the legal ramifications of opening the safe. But weeks after he stopped paying, they went into the room. As a former hotel manager, that doesn't hold up to me because it's pretty much uh, two days after the person to stop paying, you're kicking in the door. It's just I, what it is. I would, I would
1: agree with you on this, with the exception of there are people out there with enough clout, with enough well-known renown that they can get away with stuff like that because of who they, who are. they are and also who they bring to the hotel. Example, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, when he was the governor of California... Um. He went to uh, he went to a hotel once, and I forget I forget why he had to go there. I know he was helping like homeless people, but um, the hotel manager told him that because of all the great things that he's done, if he ever found himself out of sorts and needed a place to stay, he could come there free of charge. Right. Okay. He did an experiment where he dressed up like a homeless person. Went back to the hotel and tried to get a room free of charge. Guess what?
0: When do it. no free
1: of charge. After that went viral, he
0: like that hotel is gone. Okay. So a little bit different than somebody just renting the room and then weeks after, I don't know how many weeks we're talking. If we're talking it has to be at least two weeks to have an S on it to be plural. Um so all right. I knew that they found a bunch of stuff in his room when he that he died in. I didn't know it was a hotel. Maybe I did, and I just forgot. It. But I knew they found a bunch of stuff in his room. And what year did you say he died? When was that? Mm. 40, I believe. 1943. And hmm. what month was that? January. What happened in Japan shortly after that?
1: Your, I was going to say your mom,
0: but... uh No. Mom didn't have it. She wasn't even alive then, man.
1: (laughs) How do you know? She could be a time traveler. She could. I'm channeling my inner monster now.
0: Yeah. All right. Go on, Andrew Bishago. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew Bishago, time travel, blah, blah, blah. All right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I believe and this is purely based on speculation, but I believe that uh, Nikola Tesla Tesla had uh, quite a bit to do with kind of polishing up the Manhattan project and the things that led to the, uh, the big bomb, uh, at least one of the two, you know, I don't, I don't think they were the same, but yeah, I think that was in his, uh, his papers there. And that's completely based, not based on fact at all. That's based off of, uh, me and my thoughts and timing of things. Um, as far as him being naked and it sucks, I mean, he was, what, uh, in his 80s at that point? Yes. I don't know if there was any foul play at work. Why would they they the shadow creature men, the uh, the cigarette smoking men of the world, why would they leave him naked with just socks on and all of the, and the safe even still there? Why wouldn't they take the safe with them if they were going to kill him? You know, I do believe that there are people that have been uh, unalived for various things they know. Do I think Nikola Tesla was? No, because they left some of the more, um, I don't know, things they would have wanted to take with him unless they left him to help hurt his reputation.
1: Oh, he was a crackpot by the time he died.
0: Like oh, he was I'm like sure. a cripple
1: and a crackpot and all that kind of crap. So to answer your question, Tesla had nothing to do with the Manhattan Project. He's like That's Albert Einstein. They say.
0: That's what they say.
1: Well, he's he's they, they chalked him up like Albert Einstein. See, Albert Einstein wasn't allowed to work on the Manhattan Project because he couldn't get a proper security clearance. Because they felt that he was a a like a spy almost. A
0: saboteur
1: would be the more appropriate word of the time.
0: Okay, so. Tesla was from Serbia. Einstein was from Germany. So, okay. Maybe maybe something like that. I don't... Do I believe it? Probably not. No. Do you know what you can believe in, though?
1: Podbean? Podbean. Podbean.com slash dangerousarts. Get yourself a free month of podcasting on us. So, check it out. Make sure you read the little fine print before you click the box that says, I agree, because I don't want to hear about it later. Those those terms terms and and conditions conditions (laughs) are
0: rough. Those terms and conditions will apply, and they're not alternating. They are direct. (laughs) So, yeah, Nikola Nikola Tesla, he was like an
1: interesting... Now, there was so many notes I had to parse it down to just what we've covered today.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure at one point, you know... I know that if I was going in and doing the research on Nikola Tesla... I would have word documents like the wall of Nikola Tesla's um, unpaid hotel room probably looked, but more like, (laughs) but more like American, um, uh, not American, uh, beautiful mind with the red string all over it, and yeah, um, writing on the windows. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. But (laughs) but mine would just be with like permanent marker on my computer screen, and I would ruin a computer screen. So (laughs) yeah, fair enough. Did you know
1: what Nikola, Nikola Tesla said after he was shocked by his own Tesla coil? What? That hurts a lot. Hurts?
0: Mm. Get it. Yeah, <laughs> hurts. Yeah, like the cardinal. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh I found the boy recently uh chewing an electrical cord. Uh-huh. I had to ground him. He's oh, conduct- nice. He's conducting himself perfectly. That was a it.
1: great joke. And as a as a carpenter, <laughs> as, as a tradesman, I approve of that joke. Thank you. <laughs> what do you call the Nikola Tesla and the Thomas Edison band?
0: acdc speaking of music do you know who the cleanest band is what's that ocdc (laughs) what dance did nikola tesla do
1: when invent i'm sorry what dance did nikola tesla invent at the playground
0: what the electric slide i feel like i should have known that uh i feel like that was like right there so (laughs) i don't have a lot of I don't, I don't have any more electricity based dad jokes, really? Yeah, no I uh those are two like uh, electricity dad jokes that just are in my head all the time. and so I was like, I got two ready to go. like I don't even need to look them up. but off um, I'm gonna turn the switch off. yeah, Yeah. <laughs> what uh what the mama cow say to the baby cow? What's that? It's past your bedtime.
1: Oh, past your bedtime. Very good. Yep. What did Nikola Tesla do after he got home from school? What? His own work.
0: Uh, ah, yeah, yeah.
1: Now, that was my last one, ladies and gentlemen. That's all, right. all I got for Tesla jokes. And I had to scour the internet for those.
0: See, you had to scour the internet. But when you scoured, you probably had the power.
1: Oh, I did. Yeah. It was AC, too.
0: That's a... Off the top, off the cuff dad joke, um, which usually dads don't have cuffs because they wear a polo shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, ladies and
1: gentlemen, from Danger and Sarge, and unfortunately, the absentee monster. Which it's okay; he needs a break.
0: He uh, does. Th- we all we all need a break. You know, you got a you got a break in uh, Disney World. Uh, so uh, yes. Which as a, a parent going on vacation with your kids it's usually just parenting in a different location nope no 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 nope. well, we I gave mean, them rules
1: they could they could wander as far as our eyes could see them they had to have their phones on them and at night they had to stay close outside of that don't interfere with me that's all it was
0: we want to have a good time too yeah i uh I, I when the triplets get older than seven that'll probably be a good way to do it but Seven's not gonna be it. Do you know what I would do? My bad parenting advice for you? Sure. Let's do uh let's let's do dad bad dad. <laughs> dad bad, bad dad
1: parenting advice. Yeah. So what I would do is I would look at your triplets and I would point to a random one and be like, you are my favorite for the day, and then just walk
0: away. Okay. Um yeah. Not gonna go over well with the triplets. I'm just gonna and go. Then, ahead and then and you
1: randomly call the favorite one. You go, oh favorite child. And when they come running to you, you give them a candy.
0: Yeah. Bad dad. Right.
1: Bad dad. I mean, I would totally do that. And then when they do something that, like like bad, then you demote them and be like, you are um, no longer the favorite child. Come here. You're my new favorite child.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, this is Bad dad with Sarge.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, from all of us here at Danger and Sarge, we appreciate you tuning in. Check us out on all social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Danger and Sarge across all platforms. Yes. And do me a favor. Do me a favor. At the end of this episode, everyone, go to Twitter, type in KC underscore danger. That's the letter K and C underscore danger and send them random richard nixon pictures he would definitely appreciate unsolicited dip.
0: yep yeah yep. um send them way, sure why not i am <laughs> i'd like to say i'm not a cook but i am not a cook um, yeah. yeah uh yeah and at the end of this episode since you are you know here in your platform if you could uh just shoot this episode to somebody um you yep. know Uh, if somebody whose lights are on because it'd be a cruel trick to send it to somebody whose power just went out, uh, that would just be, be mean, but yeah. um, And if you have an extra minute, leave us a review. I would hope you do a five-star, but let's be real. This isn't five-star entertainment. This
1: is not five-star material today.
0: No, no. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. Bye.
1: It's
0: over. Done. Done.